I'll just George Jetson on the treadmill. That's my, <laughs> that's, that's my professional life. We now have our hashtag for this episode. Welcome back to a special episode of Street Writers. It's 10 minutes of writing motivation, inspiration, and activation. This is part one of our special interview with author Christopher Golden. We've got an amazing guest today, Christopher Golden who's got an incredibly diverse creative output, BBC radio plays, an online animated series, comic book properties like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Uncharted, X-Men, his own creations like Baltimore and Joe Golem, Occult Detective, screenplays, video games. You've produced your own podcasts. You've edited anthologies like Seize the Night and Dark Cities, a young adult author with books like Poison Ink and the award-winning Body of Evidence series. Oh, and by the way, you're a New York Times best-selling novelist <laughs> with titles like Snowblind, uh, Tin Man, Ararat, and the very recent Red Hands, which I love this Washington Post quote, excels not just because of its scare factor, which is high, but also its humane depiction of grief, isolation, and fear, growing mistrust of government, and even one's own neighbors, which could have been yesterday's headlines. Chris, in short, you're who I want to be when I grow up. So thank you very much for being part of this today. Well, it's very kind of you to say, and I'm, I'm happy to be here. Always happy to talk about writing and especially to talk about other writers and, and their work. Take a swing at this. These are tips, tricks, and sleight of hand to power up your pencil and percolate your brain. This is all yours today, Chris. Well, I know that you tend to talk about tips and tricks when it comes to actually writing. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that every time I've taught classes, I've done seminars, and one of the things that I always am emphatic about is contracts. And I feel like writers, and this goes for the, the first contract you sign for no money and any contract you sign, really fundamentally, when I was 22 years old, Steve Bissett hammered this into my brain. And that is to read your contract, to educate yourself, to understand what the contract says and what is and isn't reasonable. There are ways to educate yourself about this. There are sample contracts online. But again, the number one thing is to understand what you're signing. Because if you don't understand what you're signing and you sign it anyway, you mm -hmm. only have yourself to blame later. You will resent it, mm -hmm. but you'll resent yourself. A, a, a short anecdote, which is that the very first, and I'm not going to go into to details or name names or throw people under the bus, although I'd like to, <laughs> but, but the very first media tie-in novel I did was a superhero media tie-in through a packaging company. Mm -hmm. And my agent at the time, very smartly, and they wouldn't do this afterwards because of the result, got them to include a line that said, the author is not required to make substantial changes beyond the scope of the approved outline. Okay. But basically, once they approved the outline, mm -hmm. they couldn't make me rewrite it without paying me more money. They couldn't make me change that. And basically, they came back and a different group was responsible for approving the novel because they had changed things. Oh, wow. And they wanted me to completely rewrite it because it was too adult. They had changed the rules while I had been off writing the novel. And I was able to make them pay me more money to do that work because I understood, I mean, basically it required rewriting half the book. Yeah, insane. And they wanted me to do it for free. But because I mm. understood the contract I had signed, mm -hmm. 
I didn't need to do that. So that's just one example. There are a million of them. And Dan and I have talked about it on this podcast and just in life in general. The, the biggest issue when you're a creative, whether it's a combination of artistic and commercial, anything, is you don't think like an entrepreneur. And mm -hmm. you, you just say, wow, wow, I got in. This will lead to something. And you get led on to believe that. Well, you'll have this under your belt give us a spec thing and then you'll you may get this or yeah here's the contract as you're saying and just shut up and keep writing till we tell you not to and i think our passion to create or to pay the bills or some combination therein kind of blinds us and nobody i even say this for my kids who are both coming to college for engineering of all things Nobody thinks this is you and you're alone and you need to protect your business. And the key is you have to understand it. I mean, there have been things that have come up recently where people have said, well, you had a hand in that. Shouldn't you have gotten X, Y, Z? And mm -hmm. other creative people are arguing about what they should have gotten. And I'm like, no, because I understand my contract and I knew what it meant when I signed it. Mm -hmm. You have to know what you're signing and be content with that at the time that you're signing it or don't sign it. All right. And the other element where contracts are concerned, especially what you were just talking about, Mark, is when you're working with friends, it's not enough to just say, oh, well, he's my buddy. She's my friend. Just get it down in writing. If you want to preserve your friendship, mm -hmm. commit to writing what the intentions are, what your understanding is between the two of you or the three of you or whatever. Because right. if you've got it on paper, you will preserve your relationships. So I just feel like most writers are, are, you know, are committed to the creative side, but they don't spend enough of their energy educating themselves about the business side. Mm -hmm. I see people, angry creatives online all the time posting about the unfairness of this out of the other thing. And it's like, mm -hmm. but did you read your contract? Did yeah. you understand your contract? Yeah. Right. yeah. And that doesn't mean companies don't screw people over because they do all the time every day. I'll be drafting the contract for this podcast just after this, Mark. I'm going to send it to you. Um, it's about time we got this in writing. Chris, this is excellent. How do you think writers who are just maybe getting into this, how can they separate that part of themselves out? Because you have to be very clean and just practical, I think, about what you just described. Even that situation with a co-creator. I'm not trying to take something away from you. I'm not trying to be argumentative but we've got to get this down in writing. I'm, I'm glad you said that, Dan, because so many people, I find so many people are reluctant to be just open. Mm -hmm. So many people are worried about offending somebody or stepping on toes or screwing up an opportunity that might be coming their way. Yeah. But I feel like it all comes across in your openness mm -hmm. and honesty and the kindness of your approach. Let me say this to you. If, if I said to somebody in a situation like that, listen, this sounds fantastic. I'm excited about doing this. I've heard too many horror stories about what can happen if people don't really like understand the, the thing. So can we, can we put this down in writing so that we know mm -hmm. later? So I know I can commit to paper in my memory what I'm agreeing to here. And if somebody pushes back on that, you don't want to be working with them anyway. Yeah. Great yeah, point. You're absolutely right. That's Great exactly point. If somebody said, it's like, again, I'm, I'm always careful of, of things like this about naming names. A, a very 
well-established comic book creator mm -hmm. that I know very well. And I'm not talking about Mike Mignola. Let me make that clear. Was sat down by his publisher who wanted the, basically the rights to shop his property, his, his baby mm -hmm. to Hollywood. And the creative person said, I probably should get a lawyer or an agent to look at this. And the publisher actually said to him, no, no, you're fine. We'll take care of it. Right. <laughs> and, and this is a, a creator-owned thing. Wow. Right? And the creative person was smart enough to go, maybe this is not something I want to get into. Mm -hmm. So anybody who's pushing back on you wanting to commit things to paper, if you've done it honestly and openly, right. and they're pushing back on it, that's a big red flag. Because I've been on the freelance side of ad agencies. We get these contracts if you're going to do a freelance writing job. And you'd read these clauses that said, you're getting one week of work from us and you can't work for anybody else in the industry or any of our clients or any of the people right. we pick for the last six months or the next six months. And they all say the same thing. What? Nobody really follows it. So don't worry about it. Anytime I've had conversations with publishers or other companies about well what it means is or nobody follows through exactly what you said mark like nobody that never that'll never happen and my right. response is if it'll never happen why is it in? then take it out yeah. exactly right. it's, you know. if, if it doesn't mean that then let's write down what it actually means mm -hmm. and because a, a contract is not about what either side intends it to mean it's about what it could be construed to mean in a court of law or or in any kind kind of conflict. What could it be construed to mean? And by the way, I'm not saying like I get my way. Like right. that's it's not a question of you as a creative person getting your way in a contract. It's what I started out by saying when we started this topic. Understand it. Yep. And that was the lesson again that Bissett gave me when I was 22 years old. Understand what you're signing. Mm -hmm. Because as long as you understand what you're signing and what the consequences could be, and he was teaching me this from hard lessons he had learned. Absolutely. It has held me in good stead. It's probably the best advice I've ever gotten in my career. And you said That's you weren't going to give us a tip, Chris. Like, well, it's not a writing tip, though. But, and, uh, it's a career tip. Got a tip to share? Send it to streetwriters.podcast at gmail.com. This is only part one of our time with Chris Golden. Come back next podcast for part two. Be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and connect with us at streetwriters.podcast at gmail.com. Tell your friends to listen and their friends too. Take it to the streets and fight to write.